Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And we are not just blowing smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at notjustblowingsmoke. Well, I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here today with my cadre of co-hosts, Paul, Nick, and Dave. And we're joined by very special guest, Nick Laramie, the New England sales rep for Drew Estate. How is everyone doing today? Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, that's just peachy. Lovely. And we have Kendra here, the potion master, who somehow skipped out on that last week. Yeah. But that that seemed to be like a time Sorry, guys. time dimension problem. Mm, like a groundhog's day. Yes, the groundhog's day problem. <laughs> but Kendra's back and she has brought a very interesting something to go with our cigar. What have you brought? So we're going to call this one the Kentucky Russian. The Kentucky Russian. We're going to yeah. call it that? Is we're we're going to call you, it that. We like that. You just made it up? So I collaborated with the lovely Brie McColl, and uh, Brie. she loves to Some blow Brie. a little bit of beer on a cocktail, so yeah. we did a little uh, combo here that I think you're going to like. Mm. So we have Knob Creek, Knob. real Canadian maple syrup, did you yeah. hear that? Canadian and, syrup. and then a float of left-hand white Russian nitro. Nice. And that's a stout, I should say, actually. It's a yeah. it's a white stout, which is pretty rare. I've never actually seen that. Wow, that's that's very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Very nice. and, um, Do I'm you gonna... make any bad drinks? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I do. No one has the guts to tell you that you would. I know, right? You're all scared. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are. <laughs> on the down low, you're all scared. I like to look, oh, here, look so. at that. And uh, the lovely Kimber has just joined into the room. He wants to say a couple words. Oh, hello. How are you? Kimber. Kimber. Yeah, the little elf. Kimber. So with these very special ingredients of this drink, I'm going to ask my Canadian fans that are listening right now, if you are able to help a sister out and send me another can of real maple syrup, that would be fabulous. Well, I got a, so I, I got one can from a customer, uh, brought me a gift. So once the can is gone, I only have New England maple syrup, and I kind of like this Canadian maple syrup. So I'm just throwing it out there. We have some Canadian listeners who yeah. are big fans of Kendra. There's actually a hashtag. Canadians for Kendra. Yes. So this is an appropriate drink of the evening, and hopefully it is going to pair well with your cigar. All right. But there we have it. Thank you very much, Kendra. That is awesome. You're welcome. All right. We'll see you again in just a little bit. Uh All right. And this beautiful drink uh, is being paired with the Drew Estate B-O-T-L Lancero. Bottle. Bottle. <laughs> uh, Nick, do you want to tell us a little bit about this uh, 
Lancero here. Absolutely. So this Lancero is one we're bringing back. It's a very limited release that came out some years ago with the Brothers of the Leaf website, brothersofleaf.org, I believe, or maybe that. It was one of the early message boards of the early interwebs, and now it's, you know, falls under predicate, and it was about time that we re-release it, because people have been seeking it for a long time. And so it's a super limited release. There's... They were limited to two boxes of each size per DDRP account only. Wow. So not a whole lot made, not a whole lot released, but you can get them at Twin Smoke Shop. And what's this cigar is a... Uh, it's a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they're the mediums. They're similar to the wrapper of the Nika Rustica, if okay. you've tried it. Yep. Or, you know, we use it on the Acid Toast as well. Um, the toast. binder is an that. Ecuadorian Connecticut shade, which mm-hmm. we use for the Undercrown shade. Um, the filler is Nicaraguan. And it's a Lancero. It's yep. a 7 by 38 Yep. Traditional Lancero. Very, very nice. Oh, yeah. What are you guys picking up on this? Smooth, spicy, sweet, and mm. scrumptious. I get scrumptious. I get earth. I get, I get earth and leather. Earth and leather. What I picked up. Definitely yeah. earth and leather. Yeah. Blah blah. That, earth wait, 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 wait. Cut off me. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> I have one sip. I'm all done. Cut me <laughs> um, But earth and earth and leather. Mm. The sweetness definitely get that. Mm-hmm. Um. And the spice, you get that yeah, too. Definitely yeah, definitely the spice, and it definitely goes very well with the drink. Because oh. it brings the, the, oh, yeah. the spice and that smoothness. And I can't believe that it's a, a white stout on top of this drink. Left handed. Left, left hand. Left hand. Represent Colorado, baby. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had on the white stout before. No, either. I haven't either. Did you even know that such a thing existed? I did not. I didn't. No. It's born on the banks of the river, the mm. mighty St. Vrain River, which is actually like a little creek that runs through Longmont, Colorado. But they call <laughs> a it river the mighty, runs through it. They call it mighty St. Vrain on their all their literature, and you're like, where is it? Oh, it's that little creek. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. They're, they're great wow. dudes out there, man. It's very, that, very yeah, good. Yeah, you get that earthiness in there, too, man. It's great. It wasn't so small five years ago when it flooded the uh, town mm. during that <laughs> torrential rain they had. Yep. The mighty wow. Saint Vrain. Mm-hmm. The mighty Saint Vrain. That's yes. awesome. So, Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. I mean, you're the, the Drew Estate rep for New England, right? Yes, I am. And do you cover all of New England anywhere else? Or? I uh, just cover from Maine to Rhode Island. I don't do Connecticut or New York okay. or New Jersey, any of that. Just from Rhode Island, Massachusetts, uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. Connecticut? No, Connecticut. No, Connecticut. Sorry. No. <laughs> Why? Why are you sorry? No, well, it's part of New England. Well, it is, but... They always get... Well, out. it's a suburb of New York at this point. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Right, it's right. like a, <laughs> it's a bedroom, bedroom community for New York. It's true. Oh, my goodness. How long have you been with uh, Drew Estate? Uh, three years now. Three years now. Three years now. And, and people still haven't gotten used to my lack of an accent. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have picked up on putting wicked in front of everything. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> we say wicked. That is true. For, yeah, those of you, a kid. for those of you outside the uh, New England area, when we say wicked, it means good. Yeah, very good. It yeah. means very good. So we, also we don't say, have ours. 
You mean Ars. the Oz? Oz. Oz. You mean the Oz. We don't have Oz. We don't have Oz. We unless, have Oz. unless you're in Rhode Island and they put it on the vowel. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like, here's my friend Jennifer would be the real one. But no, it's this is my friend Jennifer and my friend Lisa. You mean, you mean Jennifer and Lisa, right? Yeah. That's what I said. What the hell are you talking about? That's so true. Oh, my gosh. A friend of mine growing up used to say water. What? Yeah, like water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Um, we're smoking this Lancero here. The the burning on this is really, really good. The ash is this nice kind of whiter gray ash. Yeah. Uh, the burn line is like razor thin yep. on my cigar. Same with everybody else's. Yeah. How's the ash yep. holding up for everybody? It's good. It's very good. My ash is firm. The smoke from that Connecticut Broadleaf is really rich, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can see it just... It's collecting well, barely. small room. <laughs> yeah, this is a fantastic cigar. Lanceros are one of those things, I think, that are often overlooked. Mm. People, you know, look at this long, skinny thing, and it's generally more expensive than you might think. Right. And, you know, it, it is a uh, much more difficult cigar to make because it's it's so, so small. small in the ring gauge. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically they are some of the most flavorful cigars that you can get because the, of the wrapper to uh, filler ratio and everything. Yes, right? absolutely. With the, with the ring gauge, when you double it, you quadruple the filler and binder so the, this allows you to have a really nice taste of the uh, of the wrapper and the filler mm. very true Absolutely. so uh, but for some reason lanceros are not often found in stores right and they're typically ignored where they are can, why why is that i could tell you why Please. Tell us why, Nick. It, it is a perceived value. Perceived value. Yeah, mm. a lot of people go for the biggest, heaviest, largest stogie yeah. in the world because, partially for appearance, mm-hmm. it, this is this is a delicate cigar. It's small. It's not. It's not the big stogies you see on the Sopranos. Right. It's not the. It, it's the perceived value. <laughs> so people think they're getting more for their money because the cigar is bigger. When right. that really isn't necessary true. It's all about what you're getting out of it and right. the way you enjoy it. Like, everybody's got their particular size. I actually don't smoke a lot of Lanceros. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I find I have to touch them up a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to talk a lot. I tend to, you know, do other things while I'm smoking. So, <laughs> I don't tend other things. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just walk into the dark crystal. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We're all sexies here. We're all sexies here. I haven't yet. Yeah, I, I really, really do nice. need to I really do need to check it out because that was one of my favorite. So that was as a kid. So that's actually a prequel. Yes. That's it's actually the reboot. Pre- it's actually, it's yeah. a prequel yeah. for the Dark Crystal Resistance. Oh yep. no, the yeah. Resistance is it's the new one that 
it's 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 how they how how well it starts off at the same place like the movie does, and then it kind of like they fast forwarded in a movie to where it took place, and basically almost everything like dies uh, by the time the movie happens, and there's right. only a couple of the Gelflings left and stuff like that. This is that exodus of the Gelflings, yes. Like how all that crap happened. Okay. Right now they think like the uh, what do they call? I forget the the, the bad guys with their uh, sexing. But the, the sexy, sexy, the sexy, sexy, are coming. They're, <laughs> they're evil. Some, they're starting to find out that they're they've been duped and they're not the real Mo- movie time with Nick and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what they're You've never seen the Dark Crystal? No, I don't. Oh man, what were you doing? What happened to your childhood? What's scary? That was fifty-three years ago, my friend. Oh wow. You didn't have Muppets. Uh, <laughs> I had the early stages of Muppets. Yeah, he had all the Muppets. He is the seasoned citizen among us, yes. Um, <laughs> so he just checked out for a good time. I'm still smoking. No big deal. Keep talking. You know, one of the... Uh, I think one of the reasons that, that guys don't pick these up, too, is I think it's perceived as like a girly cigar. It's something that Cruella DeVille would smoke. Yeah. She's cool, Who? though. That must have been before my time. See, there we go. <laughs> I, man, come on now. I remember, Dalmatians reference. I remember back you're gonna in the get, 40s. You're going to bag on me about a Dark Crystal reference, and then you're going to just throw a 101 Dalmatians at me? <laughs> <laughs> come on, son. <laughs> Woo. Wow. Oh, my I like goodness. It. I've seen the cartoons and the movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. The live action. Glenn Close plays a really good... Cruella Deville. Oh, mm-hmm. she, she does. She did. She did. She does. Play good. What are we picking up on uh, the cigar? Uh, at this the, point? We're about an inch. The spice of the retro hill is just fantastic. Yeah, it, mm. is. it really is. Mm. Yeah, that drink is amazing, and so isn't the cigar. <laughs> you, the only you mean was? <laughs> why, why am I not surprised? She gave it to me to drink, and I drank it. You, you see, uh, this t- you, this you week know. I've kept my drink on this side of my. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I look over there and like, oh, wait a minute, I haven't had Nick. Nick is already done. He's had hard brings. He brings all those candy straws so we can put them together and you get other. <laughs> Stretch them all out. I drink your milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> so we just we just uh, actually finished a big uh, Drew Estate. Drew Estate <laughs> event here at Twins, and it was really, really awesome. We had a great time and everything. There was a lot of people buying the cigars, and and what what are some of the things that Drew Estate is a massive line that we literally do. goes from one end of the spectrum to the other. You want to talk about some of the things that, that you guys uh, offer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have one of the wildest portfolios out there from the uh, <laughs> yeah. From the acid cigars to the ambrosia to the natural to the Herrera Esteli, Undercrown, Liga Pravada. I mean, it's it's very rare to have a brand like acid where it's like at this point it's 20 years old. Mm. And so many entire companies have come and gone in that 20 years. Right. Mm. That it's absolutely insane to think about to me. Like I've brands that I liked came and gone. Like there's so much that changes in this industry, which changes fast for being such a traditional industry. Is acid the first thing that, that they did? 
No. What was the first Absolutely line not. that they yeah. came out with? They did uh, Asdru Estate. I think the very first one was out of uh, tobacco that was on loan from Nick Perdomo, if I'm not wow. mistaken. Okay. Nick Perdomo Sr. lent us our first bales of tobacco, and we did the La Vieja Habana, which had the leather patch on top. It was an... It was an awesome cigar in its day. Mm. Now it's become one of the um, short fill lines that we have, one of the less expensive lines that we carry. But in its in its day, it was actually rolled at the old Perdomo factory and really done by them. Those are some strong roots. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. We actually bought their factory after he left it. We bought out their old factory and we're mm. rolling there. And after we were done, um, I'm pretty sure AJ Fernandez bought it after us. Wow. So that's a pretty legacy and historical factory at this point. Now you nice. guys, your cigars are all made down in Esteli or Miami, Esteli. right? Well, yeah, we do have, we do a couple, um, our blender, Willie Herrera, who we kind of... Willie! Kind of stole from LT and DeBronze, which is a great factory out of Esteli. They've done stuff for everybody at this mm -hmm. point. They, they're a really boutique, incredible factory that I still love their cigars that come out of there. But they, uh, they do a couple of our lines. They do the Herrera Miami, most notably. And it was really us just giving back to them, like a chance to do a cigar for a much bigger company. And there's... Their, our, our reach is so big that we can't mm. even give it to all the shops. Wow. Like, that's not a common stock cigar. You can only get that in DDRP shops. What does DDRP mean? Drew Diplomat Retailer Partner. Drew Diplomat Retail Partner. That rolls off the so Not it, as well as DDRP. Anything that we, uh, <laughs> in, any account that gets Liga Privada. Mm hmm is an account that can get Herrera Miami and most of our limited releases are pretty exclusive to those shops okay because it's really it really is a partnership it's like look once you get to this status we can offer you a lot more but not everybody can get there we don't have enough Liga to go to every single right. shop that opens up we everybody get a box a year and it'd be over yeah you know nobody could get it so we really had to figure out a way to make that work. Why can't you just make more? Well, that's a, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I say that, you know, sarcastically, but it's a legit question. It is. What, it is. It very much know, is a legit because question. Because everyone asks. Because it will definitely violate the integrity of the brand. I mean, if you're cranking through all the leaf that is mature, then you're going to use something substandard for it. Okay. And on a legacy brand like Liga Pravada, which is 10 years old, 11 years old now, mm. um, it really, we're not willing to do that yet. Or, That's I mean, or I, ever. I say yet, you, you, but I don't, you know, I ultimately am not in charge of any of those right, decisions. Right, right. <laughs> but so basically, you know, you, you, that particular line, you're looking for a particular a particular tobacco and a particular grade of tobacco and you just can't you're limited by what's available to you well and it's the second most expensive leaf we've ever used and on top of it it's grown in connecticut so right we're so not paying more. third world country labor we're paying connecticut labor yeah. and <laughs> connecticut isn't exactly the biggest place on the planet either so True. <laughs> Space is limited. True, but it is it is it is a lot more expensive to buy U.S. grown tobacco. I mean, the very the most expensive we've ever done is the Florida Sun Grown. Right. Yeah. 
because there's only one person doing it, and that's Borschwitz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! And it's pretty unique. Yes, mm. it's good stuff. And Paul, are you still, like, uh, you look like you're just in heaven oh, over there. It is. It's mm. just, this is such a fantastic cigar. It's so smooth, sweet, mm. spicy, uh, on the retrohale specifically. And uh, it's, it, I, like Nick was saying, picking up those uh, earthy leather notes. It's, it's And it, with the drink, the pairing that Kendra gave us is just, uh, it's it's just phenomenal. I'm, I'm in heaven right now. That retrohale is pretty fun. It, it is fantastic. Yeah. It really yeah, is. It's, it, it is really good. I, this is my first time having this cigar. And um, it, it's amazing. I would I would certainly get this again. Oh yeah, um, really really nice. That retro hail is it's oh, just this nice. nice amount of spice. Yeah, it's not obnoxious. It's not it's not but, overpowering it either. But it's just a very very pleasant, it's a very woody, nice earthy spice. Yeah. And this is a cigar that you really should be sitting down and it not not because it's intense <laughs> because you really want to relax having this because then you really get into it and with, I mean we, we, like we were just downstairs you know with the Drew Estate event we're all on a feast you know we're having a few cigars and all that but I'm so glad we're doing this tonight because this is a cigar that I've had before I've had a different size but the Lancero is really picking up more of the flavor yeah and, and uh, it's it is just uh, just an awesome cigar and a Lancero too is it, that's a cigar that you, you really want to kind of smoke slower mm-hmm. yeah you know but it forces you to really yeah yeah because yeah. it's not a it's not a, a bigger ring gauge where the draw is going to be a lot easier it kind of like you said it kind of forces you to take it slow and to enjoy it yep yeah and the flavor on your palate mm-hmm. the finish is oh, just yeah. really nice and then this drink just kind of you know, egg goes right with it, yep. and then it cleans your palate. It does. That's true. It cleans your palate. Yep. So by the, the next time you take a you take another drag off the cigar, it's I haven't cleansed, Nick, I haven't cleansed my palate in like ten minutes because <laughs> yeah. I drank all mine already. So yeah, one fell swoop. It was, yeah. it was so good though. Yeah, it was so good. Kendra, we're going to need a mug for Nick the next time. <laughs> Did she offer a mug club he's, here? He's a muggle. Yeah. Let's put it, yeah, put so it in a highball glass. Hold, hold the ice, please. Just, <laughs> yeah, well, the ice took up most <laughs> of the drink. Good, you know, 32-ounce mug one with those, no ice. One of those whiskey cubes or something so it doesn't take up so much space. Yeah. Or I would have just had it chilled, you know what I mean? Just shake it up in the shaker and then just pour it over and pour it all the way up. Well, we do lots of stuff here at Twins. We had Drew Estate tonight, like we said, on Friday, Friday, October 11th, here at the Londonderry location. We're going to be having a Tatuaje event Tatuaje. from 4 to 9 p.m. Hell yeah, they make some great stuff. They make some great stuff, too. That's going to be a fantastic event. And then uh, Thursday and Friday, October 24th and 25th, the 24th at Hooksit and the Yay. 25th at Londonderry. We're going to do Oliva Cigars, and that's going to be a great great event. That Melania Maduro is a beaut. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the Melania is fantastic. I had a Maduro a month ago, and I was like, I was blown away. Because I love the, uh, the Figurado. Mm-hmm. Of Milano. That's one of the that, best in that line. Yeah. That is an incredible cigar. And one of the guys up here gave me one um, in a Maduro, and I was just taken taken way back. Yeah, it's I was a step like, beyond. Oh man. my god, a step beyond. Um, so you can stay you can stay in touch with Twin Smoke Shop on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. 
and at their website twinssmokeshop.com where on YouTube you can see Kendra mixing up some of those killer cocktails that's true she teaches you how to make her award winning recipes yes which we had last week yes which was phenomenal Mm -hmm. it was great the patina fashion Mm, that was a really good drink ain't no joke nope no very true um one of the things we like to do here on the show is kind of do something that we call Pastor Padron's Cigar Confessions and really that is uh, a really a kind of a cigar, you know, etiquette or 101 kind of a thing. And this week, what I want to talk about is, is I want to ask the question, hmm. do you leave the band on or do you take it off? And, you know, the bands on cigars, most cigars these days have a band on them. Not all of them, but most, most of them do. The original reason for having the band on the cigar was to keep your finger from getting tobacco stained and to uh, keep a lot of people your back, white gloves, back you had the white gloves and yeah. you didn't want to stain your gloves so they put the label on yes, to protect yeah. to protect your fingers I heard that and um, you know the band is usually glued lightly to the cigar with the same resin used to stick the wrapper to the binder and everything but um, you know you see people sometimes uh, who want to take the band off right away and I know some people who want to do that because they they don't want people focused on what they're smoking they're trying they're basically trying to say I'm, I'm not trying to, to put this in your face you know whatever cigar I'm smoking if you know a $30 cigar or something like that or Maybe it's the opposite. Uh, they're smoking a, a really inexpensive cigar, and they don't want to take any crap for it, so they take the band off. But oftentimes, if you do that before you smoke it, you can damage the cigar. Has anyone else seen that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've seen all, all the time. time. I, I smoke it until it hits the band, and then I take it off. Okay, how about, how about you? So it's really... that. That issue is kind of an old school versus new school thing. Right. The old school, you're totally right. In fact, it what used to be kind of a courtesy to take the band off so that you didn't make someone feel inferior or superior right. to what you're smoking. And it was also like a, hey, enjoy what you want. Right. I'm going to smoke exactly. this. You enjoy what you want. Don't, it's not about the fashion. It's about the flavor. Mm-hmm. So very much was an old school thing. The problem becomes, in a lot of it, sometimes the glue does stick to the wrapper. And when you pull that off and it tears the wrapper, then you're going to, once you get there, you're going to have issues, if not before. Right. So a lot of times I tell people to wait at least a little bit in because the heat from drawing through the cigar is going to soften up that glue. Right. And I mean, usually I will, I will tend to wait much like him till it's close to the band and I can just hit it with the fingernail and it usually drops away pretty quick. Right. 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 Even then sometimes it damages it. I mean, it it is just something that happens sometimes. Some makers are more notorious for it than others. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true too. And, uh, you know, but I, as, as somebody in the retail business, it's, it's not uncommon for me to have somebody come up and say, Hey, my cigar is unraveling. And I notice they've taken the wrapper off Yeah, and there's this huge hole you know that was that was taken off when they took the 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 band off, and that basically damaged the cigar, and hence the wrapper starts to unfold and everything. You find it more so in uh, a lot of 
people that smoke Connecticut's because the that mm. Connecticut wrapper is so, so delicate. delicate. Yeah. And they take it off, and then as soon as they start taking it off, the wrapper comes off with the with the band, and it's like. <laughs> and usually it's just a little. Even if it's, it's just, just a, a little, little sliver, it'll still tend yeah. to. Yeah. That is still that yeah. is the whole reason why I. Oh yeah, I used to be big. I used to be big in my early days and, and smoking when I when I got into it full time, and I uh, was smoking every day. I used to take the bands off. Um, and now, why did you take the bands off? Um, I didn't want it to. I felt it ruined my experience. I didn't want the band on there. I just wanted just the cigar, not to be like, okay, well, you know, it, you know, I'm smoking uh, Jaime Garcia or whatever. I don't want anybody to look at me different or anything like that. Because the the guys that I smoked with in the early days, um, everybody smoked everything. You know what I mean? A couple guys would come and bring Cubans, or some guy would smoke a, a, a three dollar cigar. Some guy would have a nub. Some guy would have an Opus. Yeah, it didn't really matter. I just, for me, it was just a, you know something that was on there was bothering me. I wanted to take it off because some of the cigars that you do get, they'll move up and down. The band will move up and down. That's true too. So it'll be loose. Really attached to the cigar. Right. Exactly. And for me, in the early days, I was like, oh well, I'll just take it off. And then I ran into that problem. Right. Where I'd get into a Connecticut or I'd get into a Habano or something of that nature and I'd take it off and then two seconds later I'm like, you know, fooling around with it, trying to lick it to stick back the wrapper back <laughs> on the cigar. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? No, I just forget. I know you're you're not the only one that's done that. Oh no, I'm throwing sure, sure it out there. You're not the only one. Always have like a pack of, of, of cigarette wraps on you just so you can <laughs> patch it. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well they sell they sell online I don't like know. a patch glue like well they sell the resin yeah that they that they use for the cigars online and it comes with like a little brush and everything yep. and yeah you can put it on I there and so repair it <laughs> and repair the cigar and just leave it there paint my little wrap and took it down there <laughs> <laughs> Just lick it and stick it. Right? That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> lick it and stick it. Oh, girl, you mm. nasty. Mm. Oh, man, nasty, Nick. Nasty. Yeah. Oh, man. It's NSG to you. NSG. It's NSG. Yeah. So, what is what is our final verdict here? Mm. On the Keep it on. Well, Drew it's totally state mm. BOTL. Oh, I'm talking cigar. about the whole thing with this confession. No, no. The cigar? Yeah, the cigar. What do you think of it? I, thumbs up? Thumbs down? Oh, thumbs up for sure. Really? Yeah. Two yeah. thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two yeah. thumbs up. I mean, it's very consistent. This is a yeah. incredibly consistent. It hasn't changed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I said. It's that sweet, smooth, earthy leather. Uh, I'll use the word I used before. It's, it's scrumptious. It really is. It's a fantastic cigar. Scrumptious. Scrumptious. For me, Lanceros are always kind of like. Um, I'm always. I'm like. I don't. What? What Lance, are you trying to say, Dave? When I see Lance, spit it out, I'm Dave. Like, spit it out. Spit it out, man. I feel like they're always like. I, it's like the. I don't like. I, I'm. Oh my I gosh, Dave! Spit it on out to the next. <laughs> Moving on, Nick. What do you think? <laughs> I, would, I, would rather, I would rather smoke something else other than Lancero because uh, it takes such a long time for my palate to like get the initial flavor. But once I get down to that last half of it, I, I love them. 
and it's just it's just getting down to that last half for me. But uh, I still I still think they're they're absolutely phenomenal cigars. It wouldn't be like an everyday thing for me, just because I'm I'm not just a big fan of the Lancero. Just because of that, I like the instant gratification. But when I do smoke a Lancero, the, when it gets down to the last half or maybe the, the last three quarters of it. It's a fantastic cigar. What changes in that that last half that makes you like them so much? All the more? flavors start marrying and popping out. You know, like the earthiness and leatheriness. And but at the beginning of it, I feel like it's just dry smoke to me. And then, as it, except for the retro hill with the with the pepper, but uh, once it's down to like like uh, like halfway, a little a little bit more than that, um, that's when I start my palate starts picking all that up. See, and I'm not sure if it's just me, but right now I'm getting a little bit of floral hints out of it, and I don't know where it's coming from, mm. but I'm getting, right right about now, I'm just getting a little bit. I don't know if it's the pairing from the mm. maple or something. I don't know. There's something there. Well, I wouldn't know anything that, about the pairing, like, but yeah. <laughs> well, both of you have had <laughs> well, I, I finished, uh, though. Like, like, I went to you. I'm running dry here, but... Uh, <laughs> But um, I don't get the I don't get the floral notes, but it's just now it's a lot more power and a lot more leather and earth that you get. You definitely still get that retro uh, the spice on the retro hill. Yeah, and it's just it's really really present now that I'm coming pretty much a little more than halfway down the this down is, the cigar. This is getting much more woody to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah I get that too. Uh, yeah. the, a lot of that earthiness is yeah, kind of backed wood. off and now it's a, now it's a little bit more woody. Yeah. Still have the earth but it's but it's more in the background. Yeah. Um, that spice is still there. Um, that sweetness is still there, but it's it's gone from a very earthy to a more of a woody kind of a taste. And um, very, very good. Uh, yeah, I think the cigar is fantastic. I mean, I'm biased, so my opinion on it is not. <laughs> but ultimately, yeah, I do love this cigar. I kind of wish it wasn't a limited release. I know. Because it's just, I, I, first off, I love the sizes they did. They didn't go with any big ring gauges. Yeah, right, right. Only the Corona, Corona Gorda, and Lancero came out. I think that, if if you would have had like a such a great a sixty ring gauge of, of this cigar, it would have been a totally different cigar. Yeah, it would have been. More, I think it would have been more mellow. Um, I don't think you would have gotten the None notes the that subtleties. we're getting. Yeah, the subtleties and the notes and stuff like that with with the wrapper and everything. It's almost like a like a number nine to me, almost a little bit. Well, it's still Connecticut it, probably, right? Yeah, and exactly. it's still like, gonna have that smokiness. Though. Yeah, yeah. That rich, billowy smoke that's covering this entire room now. <laughs> right. This actually isn't that bad. It was la- yeah, it was last, week, last week it was like yeah. it was like a fog yeah. machine. That's because we, we didn't do Nika Rustica. <laughs> All right, and we have Kendra back with us to present the drink that we are going to be having with our pipe tobacco. And Kendra, what is this? So, this is a Japanese whiskey. It's Nika from the barrel. Ah, <laughs> so, so um, what, this is one of my favorite whiskeys, actually, and it was the number one whiskey of 2018 through Whiskey Advocate. So, um, it, it's excellent, and reviewing the, the notes on the, the pipe tobacco, I, I think it paired up well. Um, I get a lot of fruit and spice. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I mean, either way, it's an excellent choice with 
most cigars are like. Yeah, whiskey goes well with so mm. many things. Yeah, but this wonderful. Is, this is excellent, and we only have a couple bottles left, so oh, you know, get it while it's here. Get it while it's here. Mm. Is this a limited release kind of a thing, or? Uh, or you get it and then you go through a couple of bottles and change up the stock. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're going to make more, but it won't be the same. You know, it will it will change different batches and whatnot. Right. So this is this is excellent. Did you though. did you particularly pick this batch, or you know what made you? I mean, you, you say there's only a couple of bottles there, so. Well, from. 2018, I guess. Okay, is so this what, is this is the 2018 release. Right, right, and this isn't a bottle that you'll see on the shelves very often. Uh, when I purchased a bottle for myself at home, I sent a friend of mine that was over on the seacoast to get it. You know, mm. there wasn't any local, so you know it's it's limited. It's one of those bottles that hits the shelf and it's gone right away that day. So. Mm. Um, certainly, if you see this on the shelf, it's, it's something to have at home for sure. Awesome. Thank yeah. you very much. This is going to be great. I think so. Dave, what do you think over there? I think it's very strong. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sam Adams is my best friend. I'm unsure I, 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 whether he I, likes I, this. Do you have a white stout you could add to this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a white stout. Hmm. A little wet beer. A little bit beer. Mm. So, Nika from the barrel is a. Is it Nika or Nika? Nika, Nika. I say Nika. I could be totally Nika. wrong. Nika from the barrel. Either way, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, well, you like it as long as what do you wet. think, Laramie? Mm hmm. I, I see why he uh, said it was strong. I you like need more cubes too. No, absolutely not. Oh, okay, oh. it warms oh. your soul, doesn't it? Oh, it definitely. Oh, yes. It's got some heat. It's got some heat. <laughs> I got enough hair on my chest. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the proof of this? I think it's a ninety-one, I believe. Oh, yeah. Something like the ninety, probably. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. All right. Well, this is this is being paired with Orlick Golden Sliced. This is a longtime favorite pipe tobacco, uh, and it is produced by Scandinavian Tobacco Group, STG. It's a Virginia Perique blend, and in it, surprisingly, is Virginia and some Perique. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. And it is a flake. And the, the flakes, when you open the tin, there's this uh, 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 paper inside that you unfold and you get these nice, beautiful, golden slices of tobacco that you then break up and put into your pipe. What are you guys getting from this? A lot of dried fruit from the Virginia, some spice. Um, well, it's really, it's campfirey. Yeah. Uh, uh, spice, some floral in there, mm. um, a little bit of earth. Yeah, come back to me. <laughs> uh, I definitely get like raisin. Yeah, I definitely get. Yeah, you said dried fruit. I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. there's a lot of that in there. Mm. Yeah, it's, a, it's almost like a floral spice on the retro hill. Mm -hmm. mm. It, it, yeah, mm, it's very, very cool. smooth. It's it's very very good. Yeah, it's it's. Mm. It's it's a funny 
tobacco because you know Virginia is more or less a light-bodied thing, and um, this is there is so much flavor on on this. It really is. What would you guys say? Would you guys say this is a mild or medium to you? I'd say it's a medium. 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 I'd say it's a medium. It's it's on the mild end of medium, though. Mild, medium. I think this would be a nice step into medium Mm -hmm. if somebody's tried a lot of the aromatics and want to step into a more dynamic blend or heavier blend. There really is a a nice kind of fruity Mm. quality to this. And the aromatics are great. Like, it smells fantastic in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your pipe? And that definitely ate me. No, I didn't think to bring it. bar. Pull up a seat. <laughs> pull up a seat. Take a puller. Kimber can handle the bar. I need, uh, I need more practice before I... <laughs> this is practice. No, I don't want to be... Very, oh, very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely getting that campfire mm. on the retro hill. Now, when you say campfire, what is just what does this that campfire mean to smoke? You? It's just you know mm. that 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 wonderful aroma that you mm-hmm. get. Yeah, I'm getting that. It's it's not overpowering. It's just very subtle, but it's 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 there. A little bit. I get that. A little bit. Smell that. It's. It, you get the it, the floral note is so present on yes. the retro yeah. ale. Yes, it's yeah. so nice. Yeah. It's smooth. It's not too over spicy. No, it's it's just just right. It's like there's, the Goldilocks theory. It's yeah, just right. there's just enough perique in this. Was that too much? <laughs> there's just enough perique in this to give it. No, aren't you going to give him? Aren't you going to give him? You know, some crap for that. You gave me crap on the but the Cruella de Vil. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you give me crap about the dark crystal. Goldilocks is that share in the a real thing. Trash well, talk. Goldilocks theory is a is a real thing. Yes. I know. I'm this tobacco is too heavy. But this one is just right. Wow! You say everything. Stereophonic. Eargasmic. Eargasmic. That is definitely not true. No, there's just enough perique in this to, to give it, it a little bit of spice and a little yes. bit of uh, uh, <laughs> Very, very good. I'm liking it. But the Virginia is really what kind of yeah, shines you get, you get, Yeah, absolutely. It was so good that I snapped my stem in half on my pipe and I have to smack out of the mouth. Are you serious? Yes, yeah, broke serious. your pipe. It is snapped. Wow. Nobody can see it. But it no, is I can totally see it. <laughs> wow. Amateur. Orlick Golden Slice snaps pipe news at 11. That's got to be a first. I, I bite hard. I guess so. <laughs> oh, girl, you nasty. <laughs> oh, you say such wonderful things, Nick. <laughs> I, I really don't know what to say at this point. <laughs> This is going to get way going off the show. Way off the rails. Lots of confessions coming Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to do some serious confessions after the show here. Yeah. My goodness. You broke your pipe? Yep. Oh, my God. Check it out, Let me see that. He went right through that thing. Look at the mouth bit. Oh, my gosh. Dave, you know this isn't like a steak. This is like not something you chew, right? Look at all those bite marks. It's like an animal. What is this? All right. Yep. So, 
let me let me tell you. This last week we did a uh, um, Savinelli pipe event here at Twins, and uh, if you listen to the last episode, we had Mark Mormar on from uh, uh, the company that uh, reps Savinelli Laudisi uh, Distribution Group, and uh, he was great. We did a, a fantastic event. We kind of ran it all the way up to the Drew Estate event that we did today, and. Uh, had a wonderful, wonderful time and um, sold lots of pipes, lots of tobacco and everything. It was a great, great event. And um, some other things that are coming up here pipe-wise at Twins on October 12th, we have our normal pipe club from noon to 4 p.m. here at the London Dairy Store. We're going to be looking at Burley Blends and uh, we're going to be highlighting Three Nuns and Old Joe Krantz and Pegasus pipe tobaccos. And so that's going to be a good good time. And then uh, I'm really excited that uh, October 18th, the following Friday here at the London Dairy location, we're going to have Max Stokeby, the oh, man. Uh, son of Eric Stokeby, uh, but um, uh, Max works with STG, and we're going to be doing a blending class here at the, at the shop. He's bringing his own uh, tobacco for that, and everybody who comes, he's going to give a talk on blending and how to blend, and uh, we are all going to blend uh, our own pipe tobaccos, and... Uh, then we're all going to smoke each other's blend and vote on who did the best blend. And there'll be some uh, kudos and maybe even surprises for the winner for that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you can follow us uh, PipeWise at Twins Pipe Club on our Facebook page and on Instagram at Twins Pipe Club. So that makes it... Also follow 724 Lounge and watch us make some drinks. Yes. Watch the Potion Master make some drinks. Drinks. And you can also make award-winning drinks, I might add. And you can also watch Sam Van Winkle and the rest of the... Uh, 724 crew here. There are watch, other people that we will be having on the show. Watch Kimber crack a mean Bud Light. Oh, yeah. watch crack a mean Bud Light. Shots fired. <laughs> this is how you open a Bud Light. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> what are cold-blooded, man? All right, now I'm a serious shots fired. What? What do we? Act, let's talk about the tobacco. That really? we're, yeah, let's, let's. Is that what we're here for? Let's talk about what we're smoking. Well, from this pipe, I'm getting some nice and um. Uh, that raise any dried fruitness and some of that, that campfire that just stays in my mouth and I love the smoking. I don't I don't taste what I would describe as campfire. So can you can you guys who are tasting the campfire explain It's on the what retro ale, Pastor. It, it, that's where I'm getting it from. And it's just like I said, it's a subtle. I feel like the drink is just bringing it out more in the back of my palate. But mm. the 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 drink for me is bringing more of the sweetness out. Yeah. Like, as soon as I, I pull in that smoke and it's sitting on my palate, as soon as I exhale, it's very apparent that the, 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 the sweetness coming from that 
that smokes really, really nice. Yeah, I think Pastor finally agrees that there is a little campfire there. <clears throat> yeah, he gave I'm, the nod. I'm I'm picking up what what they're talking about. It's a very very woody kind of retro hail, and uh, very very nice. Um, there's a lot of deep fruity notes to me with this like a, a stewed fruit kind of mm. deep rich right. berry yeah. kind of notes Absolutely. there is that floral quality there a little bit of hay um, but it's very hey, it's, no. there's a nice sweetness to this that it's is just super really really, really nice. good this is and that raisiny figgy kind of quality from the Perique is there and it's just enough to really just Bring out the Virginias, I think. Yep. And to to bring out that fruitiness, to not so outshadow that, it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like highlighting it so that that's really you. It's letting the Virginias in this mix shine. Yeah, it's me. letting it be the star for sure. Mm-hmm. Very very nice. And one of the things I was concerned about was. You know the the cigar we had the the BOTL Lancero was a, a much stronger cigar and it was very rich and you know fuller bodied and this is a much more I agree with Nick lighter end of medium kind of smoke and they're much more delicate flavors and I was wondering whether or not the cigar even though we were having our palate cleansing drinks along with it that we this might get lost and that's not that's not happening at all I, I really feel like I'm picking up um, the full range of, of flavors on this tobacco mm-hmm. is anyone else having a problem picking up these lighter flavors after having that heavier bodied cigar not at all no I not at all but it's also I think such a different good. I also feel like it's such a different universe too mm-hmm. just in in every sense like just the aromatics the everything about it definitely is a different experience from the BOTL mm-hmm. I want to be in a recliner when I have this because mm. it's really that that relaxing give me give me in a lazy boy yeah exactly oh yeah so and you'll never get out though I won't no, no and I don't care Joe's <laughs> off wake up at 3 in the morning call an ambulance be like yeah, the dog drops this. another ball I don't care <laughs> I don't think he's going to anytime soon. <laughs> no, not unless you make it happen. Nope. Give him a good slap on the butt and maybe it'll come out. Maybe. I think I now get the joke. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, I feel like there was a little inside joke there that I wasn't in on. Yeah, Paul, why don't you paraphrase the last month? <laughs> Yeah, Paul. Paul's lighting his uh, pipe there. I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? Paraphrase the last month of the doggy tales. Uh, the dog now has <clears throat> giardia. What? What uh, is that? God bless you. Explain. This has been a, has been a very, very uh, interesting last couple of months with him. He was. We, we thought we were. Out, we we thought we were finally in the home stretch, <laughs> and then we go to the his annual physical, and we find out he's got a little parasite that's been swimming around. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I'm like, where his balls were? No, 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 no. This is this is in further up the track. Dude. I don't want to get oh. into details, but Giardia is a parasite that gets in, and unfortunately, it gets picked up by certain number twos from other dogs and, and, no, and or other cats. It could be anywhere, really. It could it could have been. We 
all know he was feasting been, on the kitty litter a few weeks ago, poop, my friend. It could have been squirrel poop that he stepped in and licked uh -huh. his paws. Who knows where it came from? But in any event, he now is on medication to get rid of that. <laughs> so is he having is he having the crappers again? No. Which is I've had a dog in the past that had Giardia when he was she was a puppy. Okay. And and we created her. And I came home from work one day. <laughs> he didn't want to see it. It was bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so, and not only did she have it once, she had it twice in like a three-month period. So it was just a... Oh. But anyway, he's, he doesn't show any signs, but it did get picked up by the okay. sample. So we're, we're, we're ahead of the game. But yeah, it's it's been an interesting last month or two. Yeah. Yeah, between, between the little snippy snippy and then the cat the cat feast and <laughs> cat crap feast guy. and now yeah, he's got Giardia. Giardia. And he's still, you know, happy little go lucky, nothing's bothering him and my girlfriend and I just... <laughs> Isn't that isn't that just the way dogs are? I mean they're just yeah. always so happy yeah, and like, yeah. Oh, life is great, this is fantastic. Oh my master's home, oh love me, pet me. <laughs> Oh, sorry. The worst. Oh, let's go play again. Yeah. <laughs> the worst I know, I probably shouldn't tell this story because I know my wife's going to listen in later, but she had these two little dogs, a minpin and a chihuahua dachshund mix. What, what is a minpin? A miniature pincher. A miniature pincher. Yeah. A minpin. That thing was the dumbest dog who was so happy about life and everybody that walked in the house was there to visit her. She was just the most awesome dog ever. They're, they're really cute. She's just the best. But every time we changed the food or somebody that we had over would feed him off the table, mm -hmm. it would be explosion yeah. every yeah. time. Dude, I, so I don't, well, I feed my dogs all rock. We don't give them any table food. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing? nothing. Not even a, not scraps, nothing? No, absolutely not. They get, well, Zeus, Zena gets a, gets a pound and a half a day and Zeus gets five pounds a day of raw. And those guys are eating better than us. Like, I mean, like greens, uh, veg, uh, you know, greens, fruits, uh, sausage, steak, pork, everything. He's getting everything and we're all mixing it up, grinding it and mixing it. But we, we stayed really strict with our dogs with, you know, trying, you know, making sure they're not getting any table food or anything like that. You know, they'll get, you know, we got, um, we bake our own bones and stuff like that and treats and everything. So we make sure that nothing, they don't have any, they're eating grass and stuff like that and that's fine. You but, make an apple pie at your house, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you so, can come right over. It may taste a little funny, but yeah. You know, so, it's all it's edible. A bit nutty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all edible. You know what I mean? So but yeah, I, we do that. We do about five hundred and fifty pounds every three months for the dogs. That's Good a crowd. Yeah. My God. That's so we uh one Halloween our roommate had left and I went to go see my girl's show because she was dancing and we I I left her down in the springs I come back to take care of the dogs I'm like just stay party with your friends well her roommate's daughter left the candy bag on the coat rack oh. and the min pink had had hops man that that dog could jump <laughs> higher than this table it, that dog was he was he was, was michael jumping. jordan of yeah. min pins <laughs> <laughs> that 
that dog managed to chew through the bottom of the bag, and it was like the pinata explosion. Oh, All the candy God. everywhere. Oh, and she ate everything. So I walk in the house, and it's like candy everywhere. Oh, that must have been everywhere. And I'm like, that's the last thing I want to do is no. walk in and have the dog dead from eating all the oh, chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. I and don't I'm think like, you would. You would have landmines everywhere, though. Well, I, I, I knew what to do when dogs eat something poisonous because in the past I've had it happen. What do you, you do? Keep rat poison. You take hydrogen peroxide. That's right, yeah. But yep. dogs... This is a smaller dog, and I'm used to bigger dogs, so trying to get the hydrogen peroxide in the little dog's mouth, I'm like, I'm going to break this dog's jaw before yeah. I'll ever get it open. Right. So then I'm like looking up on YouTube, how do you get them to eat it? They're like, oh, well, you know, you go in the fridge, pull out some ice cream, pour it on there, pour a capful on there. I'm like, that's ah, about a capful. I'm just like, that's ah, about a capful. I'm like <laughs> pouring a lot more. And then the dog's like, oh my God, this is the best day ever. First I got treats and now I get treats. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, yeah. She eats it all up and eats a bunch of the hydrogen peroxide. And I know what happens after that is yeah. they're going to puke. So I'm like, all right, we're on the leash and we're taking a long walk. And the dog was too stupid to puke. Wow. So it was like, step, 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 step. <laughs> <laughs> step, 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 step. Uh, I'm good. Step, 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 step. Uh. I had to do that. Dry heaving that puppy. I, I, That's call, great. I had a Halloween party I, just like that. <laughs> I call my girl. I'm like, so your dog ate all the treats. I've cleaned it up and I'm walking her around. But, you know, the dog's dead tomorrow from the chocolate. It really isn't my fault. Oh. She comes streaming up. She comes from Colorado Springs to Denver, which is 100 miles straight up. Wow. She gets there in half an hour. Wow. Because she could drive really fast. And she pulls up, and I'm still walking the dog because the dog won't puke. It's just too stupid to puke. And the next morning, I, I walked in, and I'm like, you get to clean that up. I'll walk her. And she was dropping loads, and little Tootsie Roll flags are hanging out. I'm like, yeah, I'm not picking that up. I, I hate to be that guy, but I'm not doing it. I had to do that to my dog. Not doing it. And um, I was downstairs. I was changing the oil in my wife's car in the garage. And this is when this is a year year ago, year and a half ago. And he was really like getting into everything. He's a puppy puppy mindset. He was getting into everything. And my uh, we left Gorilla Glue on one of the end tables because I was gluing something. And he got into the Gorilla Glue and he ate everything. He ate everything of the Gorilla Glue. And I freaked out. Call my wife at work. She's researching. She's like, get the, the peroxide and pour it down his throat. He'll throw everything up. So I do the same thing and I pour the whole big, I have one of those extra large bottles that you get from like BJ's. <laughs> like it's like a half gallon. <laughs> so I pour it. So I pour but it it's down. Gorilla his, glue, son. Like you right, get it all out. Because if that stuff hardens in his stomach, he's, he's, he's good as dead. So I pour the whole thing down and he's just like looking it up and I'm like, oh, all right. She's like, get him to the vet right away. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we get him in the vet. And my dog doesn't, he's not shy about throwing up. He threw up all over my back seat. I mean, like, everything he had in the past two days. And I had a Honda Accord with cloth seats. And it was everywhere. 
Like I was like just like speeding to the vet. Wow. I was trying to get there, and then I got there, and I look in the back, and it's like all over the back seat, all over the floor. I had like gym clothes in the back. Those I had to throw out. It was everywhere. And then another five hundred dollars later, he was fine. <laughs> but it was I had to do the same. He ate gorilla glue. I was like, wow, wow, uh, hydrogen was, peroxide. That's insane. But so, yeah, I had to do that. The hydrogen peroxide. Really you've learned worked. nothing else from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, a story about one of the cats we had as kids, and I can't remember if it was Burry or if it was uh, Smokey Joe. I think it, I think it might have been Smokey Joe, but uh, our dad was you know doing an oil change in a car, and the cat came up to it and like just like dipped its nose in it and like got real you know like startled by it and like licked its nose and then it just bolted. And it like ran around the house. My, my mom was outside at the same time, and the cat just ran around, ran around, and then just stopped and like fell over. And she was like, "My dad." She's like, "What happened?" And my dad just looked at her and said, "Must have ran out of gas." <laughs> <laughs> and she chased him around the yard with a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was good. That was good job. That's 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 no joke. That actually happened. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Life so, what do we think of this uh, pipe tobacco? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what are you picking up now? Uh, it's, it's it's still uh, fantastic. It's it's that uh, just a little bit of sweetness, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that the, the retro hail with the, with that mm. campfire smoky. You know, it's just it's awesome. And that, and all the ones that I've had, you know, we like in the, on this show. This is my. No, favorite. it's not. It's, but it's not, I, but I, I will say it's up there because we know the that. <clears throat> It's, I, I've had the uh, Dark Bird's Eye. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I bought a little bit and had it in my back porch this past week after a great steak dinner, and mm-hmm. I, I told you how much I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then the Speakeasy, which I was hoping to buy, but unfortunately it got sold out You know, last weekend. Yeah. So I'll have to wait for the next order to come in, but that's probably my favorite overall. Mm-hmm. But this is really up there. This is right because it's so smooth. It, like I said, I really want to just sit back, mm. recline back, and it, it just enjoy this and, and I definitely would love to bring a tin of this when I go camping next because with the speakeasy and the bird's eye and this I'm, oh yeah I'm you'd set. have your base set you'd have your base set with those three yeah no, this is this is fantastic and I'm fine I don't know about anybody else but I'm finding the 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 depth of the sweetness oh yeah is is increasing yes as I'm smoking in the bowl yeah. I think that might be partially the pairing too mm-hmm. yeah because I think the uh the whiskey Pushing it along is yeah. definitely kind of counterbalancing that, and it's pushing forward those. Yeah. Notes. How do you think the whiskey goes with this? Fantastic. Oh. Uh, well, I'm I'm, may, I'm I'm all dried out now. I I, I may have an offering. I have to have to think. What's your opinion, Nick? Hmm. Well, I I the whiskey for me is is really good on its own. But with the pairing with this, because it is light, light medium, mm-hmm. I think the whiskey, if you, you know, you take a, a drag of the pipe mm-hmm. and then you counter it, not counter it, but you go right after with the whiskey. I think the whiskey kind of is a little bit too powerful for the pairing. It's, it's a great whiskey, but I think it kind of outshines it a little bit because you do, you, you can get the sweetness from both the whiskey and the, the, the pipe tobacco, but I think with the power that the whiskey has, it kind of, you know, 
pushes his way pushes his way through mm-hmm. and kind of is, is a little bit more present. It's really good, but I think if it was something else, maybe a rum, where the rum you would get more of the molasses, you would get more of the sweetness. I think the rum would be a really great pairing with it. Maybe a, a zacapa or or anything, um, uh, anything along those lines. I think it would have been really great, but. Um, I, I think it's pretty good. The, definitely the pipe tobacco, top five, for sure. Really? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think yeah, it's definitely. probably. I think it's probably got to be right behind the Sunbear. Now, what about what about you, Paul? What do you think about the pairing of the the whiskey? I, I, with I, I love it. I, I mean, I, I you see, think it's I, overpowering? I, I I see where Nick's going with this, and and to a degree, maybe, but. I'm not a rum fan, so I'll always go to more of a whiskey or a bourbon with when I'm smoking. So, and Dave, you've been awfully quiet unless you've been making you know funny noises like that. So, what's 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 your take on all this tobacco and whiskey I'm talk? Not, I'm not a, I'm not a whiskey drinker, and um, I feel like for me, I'm more on Nick's side with this. Uh, I think it kind of washes out the smoke. Um, I don't think it was a good pairing. Would a blue moon do better? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Don't forget the orange slice. <laughs> you can take that orange slice and, uh, and put it, it in my drink. Yes. Yes. Oh, a blue moon would do very well with this type of tobacco. Yes, and I'm very happy with a nice, nice wheat beer. A nice wheat beer. Wheat beer. Okay. Okay. That wasn't. That wasn't like. You misspoke root beer. You meant wheat beer. Mm-hmm. I did wheat beer. What about what about you there, Mister Guest? What what do you what's your thoughts on this? I see where they're coming from, but I totally disagree. I think it's a perfect pairing because I definitely get the the whiskey notes have some of those fruit forward notes mm-hmm. and some of the brightness from it. Actually, I think totally complements the bright notes that I'm getting in the fruit forwardness of this tobacco. That's a great word, too, that the, that the tobacco is very bright. Yeah. And and so is the, the whiskey. It's a very bright kind of drink. Very true. Which not all whiskeys are. Not, no, <laughs> like, not all whiskeys but, are. But this one in particular was very smooth and very bright, mm-hmm. so I feel like it paired pretty well. All right. Well, fine. But I, I see where you're coming from. Like the the strength of the whiskey was very, like especially on first taste. Yeah, was a little shocking. Yeah. Like I feel like if we had this drink with the bird's eye, I think that would have been fantastic. I think so too. I think it probably would have been almost the perfect pairing. You know, because you get I I feel you get some of that charriness from the you know the woody charriness in that drink. Um, and you also get that from the pipe tobacco too. The, the pipe tobacco alone, great. Whiskey alone, great. Like I said, if it would, if I had it with a nice rum, where it brings out a little bit more of the sweetness, I think it would have been absolutely perfect. It's still a good pairing, but I think the whiskey is a little bit too heavy for the pipe tobacco, in my opinion. And I'm entitled to my opinion, right, guys? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Ha-ha! I do also love the retro hill on this. Oh, oh God. God. Yeah. Mm. This what do you pick up in the retro that's different from the palette? A campfire. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The little campfire, that subtle, mm-hmm. the, the subtle spice, and the oh. a little bit of floral. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I think it just comes full circle uh, with, with the with the tobacco. It's you get that sweetness on the palate, get a little earthy, and then when you retrohale it, it's just full circle. You get that full sweetness of it, the stewed uh, fruit and right. the floral. And I don't have any more of the spice, mm-hmm. um, but it's just smooth fruit, floral, light. It, it's really, really pleasant. Yeah, it's easy to see why this is a favorite for so many people. Oh yeah, it's just it's been one of the best-selling tins uh, for years and years and years, and I totally, totally see why. It's very, very good. Um, all right, so as we continue smoking this, let's do a little discussion here. Um, I follow uh, Half Wheel, and I get notifications in my email whenever they put out a, a new article, and it happens much more often than I thought it was going to happen. Those people are very prolific over there. Active. Very active. And let me tell you, as I scan through them, um, somewhere between 60 and 75% of them a day are about towns or districts or states raising the tobacco age from 18 to 21. And for the last two weeks, it's just seemed to be like, you know, more than half of the emails that, that I get from them are all about that. And so it's, it's, it's just, it seems like that's happening everywhere. It's happened in a few places in New Hampshire as well. And I just wanted to kind of throw this out for a talking point um, uh, for all of us tonight. What do you think about that? Raising the tobacco age from 18 to 21. Is it good? Is it bad? Are you indifferent to it? Do you think it's going to make a difference in the long run to the to the tobacco industry, whether it be cigars or pipes, um, what what are our thoughts on this? Because it's just it seems like it's going to happen uh, that eventually I, it's all going to be twenty one. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna come out and say it. I'm an unabashed libertarian. Mm-hmm. Okay, you and are. I am a libertarian. Yep. Unabashed. 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 Absolutely. What's a bashed libertarian? Well, <laughs> 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 we, can, we get bashed every day, yeah. my friend. <laughs> you know, people taking things away from us. But but I'm I'm, I'm under the uh, true belief that if you are, you should be able to do what you want to do without anyone telling you what to do. As long as you're not harming people or you know trespassing on your property, whatever. And when it comes to uh, restrictions on uh, smoking or drinking, whatever, if you are able to go into the military, fight for our country, die for our country, you should be able to smoke and drink. Absolutely. So, uh, and this may not have a direct impact on the cigar industries for the 18 to 21 year olds. Right. We do see a fair amount of them come in. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking before, we do have, you know, several that I know that come in on a regular basis and, you know, purchase a fair amount of cigars. Um, and I don't want that to stop because they, you know, they're here for the enjoyment of it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm under the, I'm a true believer in the fact that if you can fight for our country, you should be able to smoke and drink. Yeah. 
I feel I feel very much the same way, and I feel like uh, um, our focus isn't where the focus should be. You know, we shouldn't be focused on, you know, um, can we smoke? Can we drink? We should be focused on like more things like. Um, uh, you know, tax reform, stuff like that. Not about, like, the correct age. If you're an adult at 18, that's it. There's no, like, well, there's a couple more years before you can ring, or there's a couple more years before you can smoke. Uh, I think that's just ridiculous. That's just, you know, someone had a personal experience that was bad, and they're politically making it an objective, and that's what it is. Uh, when you have um, flavors of pipe tobacco that are now illegal, like um, I remember having a pipe tobacco that was blackberry, that was amazing, and they can no longer make it because of the fact that the flavors are like kind of getting banned. But you know, and, um, uh, some kid can go into a liquor store and buy bubblegum vodka which is, I think, a lot more attractive to a younger crowd than, you know, a, a blackberry-flavored tobacco, which is, if you're not, if you're the first time smoking, it's still going to taste, you know, like, Bleh. I remember the first time I ever tried tobacco, I thought it was the worst thing ever, you know, and... Um, but here I am, late, here 30 I am, years later, I am loving later, it, smoking corrupted. it. <laughs> but... I, I just I don't understand it. I don't I don't understand it, and I think you know there's better things for us to discuss than you know the age of. If it's 18, it should just be 18. Drinking, smoking, whatever. You're an adult. You're old enough to vote. You're old enough to make a change in this country. You're old enough to go overseas and die for this country. Um, it, it, that shouldn't even be a question. Uh, you're the crickets. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm gonna hold off on this one. This is gonna be no comment from NSG, my friend. No comment from Nick. Mm-mm. Negative. That I'm is holding my comments to myself at this point. At this time. Sorry. <laughs> Not making a choice. Okay. A, no, no, no. I have I have my own set of opinions, and I'm not going to air them at this time. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, then we will go to White Neck. <laughs> natural grown neck. Yeah, since Maduro Nick or Pepper sun Nick, sun-grown sun 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 Nick, <laughs> or Black Nick can't speak, what what uh, might your opinions be on this, if any, that this you can share? This does get me heated, and <laughs> the politics of it is something I don't want to get into, really, mm-hmm. because I try really hard to avoid it. But it's a subject that I, on some level I almost have to get involved in because to me, this is the little, it, it seems like a cornerstone to, or a stepping stone to political office is taking a stand on something that doesn't, it's not a huge population. Of the smokers in the United States, less than 1% smoke premium tobacco and pipes. So they take this less than 1% of the tobacco smokers, which I don't know what percentage of the population smokes, Mm -hmm. and they take that and amplify it and just make it sound like, well, it's an easy target. 
So we'll tax the hell out of them. We'll pass these things and then we'll have a stepping stone because, hey, any win's a win, no matter if it's enforceable or not. So they pass it in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. They've passed it in Dover, New Hampshire. They've passed it in Keene. They've tried to pass it in Nashua, but luckily some of our retailers stood up and fought it. 